Hello, everybody, and welcome in to episode number 26 of the Bible 2021 podcast. We're reading Acts chapter 4 today, and our focus is on the teaching of the early church about Jesus being the only way to life. I want to encourage you to check out our website, Bible2021.com. Share us with your friends and welcome aboard to new listeners in New South Wales, Australia, West Midlands, United Kingdom, Sao Paulo, Brazil, Punjab, India, and Wilkes Bar, Scranton, Pennsylvania. So let's open with a comment from our YouTube channel from our old friend WWH about our resurrection episode a few days ago. He says, When Peter says we are all witnesses of this, he is claiming here that all of the apostles at least and possibly the entire body of disciples had seen the risen Lord. This is a bold claim because the crucifixion had only happened 50 days prior and Peter was preaching in Jerusalem where the crucifixion had had happened. Had he not risen, as Morrison points out in Who Moved the Stone, and as Habermas points out in the case for the resurrection of Christ, the body of Christ would have been publicly exhumed and displayed in the public square, putting an end once and for all to what Tacitus called a mischievous superstition about Jesus rising from the dead. Even after 50 days, the body would have been identifiable and the signs of crucifixion obvious. If Jesus were not raised, then Peter was setting the church up to be ridiculed and laughed out of existence. Instead, 3,000 people were added to their number in one day. The body was never produced. The deadly cult, as Tacitus called it, was never stamped out. And to this day, as Flavius Josephus said 2,000 years ago, his followers have not abandoned him. Thank you for that, WWH. I always appreciate your uh, great quotes and insights from scholars. Today, our focus is still on the early church, their prayer life, their unity, and their love for each other, and most especially, their audacious claim that strikes moderns as offensive and primitive. Well, let's start with the church's prayer life. Peter and John had been arrested, and the early church, still in its infancy, was already having trouble with the same governmental and religious leaders who had crucified Jesus just weeks before. Now, how terrifying it must have been for Peter and John to go before that same group that had been so quickly to quick to condemn their master to death by crucifixion. God delivered them, however, and they were allowed to go free with a warning to no longer preach in the name of Jesus. And their response to that was to state, matter-of-factly, that they must obey God rather than human authorities. And they returned to the gathered church and immediately met this problem head-on in the absolute best and most powerful way possible. They stopped everything and wholeheartedly prayed to God. This has to be a lesson to all of us who are more oriented to acting, reacting, and doing when faced with a significant threat such as the disciples were. The the best initial response is always to gather the church and pray together in unison. And God responded here, shaking their meeting location and filling the whole group with the boldness to keep testifying about Jesus even under threat of persecution and death. At the end of the chapter, we see the early church displaying this incredible unity, sharing all of their worldly possessions and taking great care of each and every member of the church. It's a beautiful picture. We also see the apostles with great power and boldness testifying to the resurrection of Jesus 
which was the very message that got them arrested to begin with. We also see them testifying to one other paramount truth that is still very controversial to this day, even among some people who call themselves Christians. Well, what is that controversial message of the disciples and apostles? Let's read the chapter and find out. Acts chapter 4, verse 1, while they were speaking to the people, the priests, the captain of the temple police, and the Sadducees confronted them because they were annoyed that they were teaching the people and proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. So they seized them and took them into custody until the next day since it was already evening. But many of those who heard the message believed, and the number of the men came to about 5,000. The next day their rulers, elders, and scribes assembled in Jerusalem with Annas the high priest, Caiaphas, John Alexander, and all the members of the high priestly family. After they had Peter and John stand before them, they began to question them. By what power or in what name have you done this? Then Peter was filled with the Holy Spirit and said to them, Rulers of the people and elders, if we are being examined today about a good deed done to a disabled man, by what means he was healed, let it be known to all of you and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified and whom God raised from the dead, by him this man is standing before you healthy. This Jesus is the stone rejected by you builders, which has become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to people by which we must be saved. When they observed the boldness of Peter and John and realized they were uneducated and untrained men, they were amazed and recognized that they had been with Jesus. And since they saw the man who had been healed standing with him, they had nothing to say in opposition. After they ordered them to leave the Sanhedrin, they conferred among themselves, saying, What should we do with these men? For an obvious sign has been done through them, clear to everyone living in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it. But so that this does not spread any further among the people, let's threaten them against speaking to anyone in that name again. So they called for them and ordered them not to speak or teach at all in the name of Jesus. And Peter and John answered them, Whether it's right in the sight of God for us to listen to you rather than to God, you decide, for we are unable to stop speaking about what we have seen and heard. After threatening them further, they released them. They found no way to punish them because the people were all giving glory to God over what had been done. For this sign of healing had been performed on a man over 40 years old. Hey, After they were released, they went to their own people and reported everything the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard this, they raised their voices together to God and said, Master, you are the one who made the heaven, the earth, and the sea, and everything in them. You said through the Holy Spirit by the mouth of our father David, your servant, why did the Gentiles rage and the peoples plot futile things? The kings of the earth take their stand and the rulers assemble together against the Lord and against his Messiah. For in fact, in this city, both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel assembled together against your holy servant Jesus, whom you anointed to do whatever your hand and your will had predestined to take place. And now, Lord, consider their threats and grant that your servants may speak your word with all boldness while you stretch out your hand for healing and signs and wonders are performed through the name of your holy servant, Jesus. When they had prayed, the place where they were assembled was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak the word of God boldly. Now the entire group of those who believed were of one heart and mind and no one claimed that any of his possessions was his own, but instead they held everything in common. With great power, the apostles were giving testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus, and great grace was on all of them. 
For there was not a needy person among them, because all those who owned lands or houses sold them, brought the proceeds of what was sold, and laid them at the apostles' feet. This was then distributed to each person as any had need. Joseph, a Levite from Cyprus by birth, the one the apostles called Barnabas, which is translated son of encouragement, sold the field he owned, brought the money, and laid it at the apostles' feet. So, here's our focus verse for today. We just read it, Acts 4, 11, and 12. This Jesus is the stone rejected by you builders, which has become the cornerstone. There is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given to people by which we must be saved. I don't think they could have made it any clearer. And I know it's an audacious claim, but it's only an immoral and wrongheaded and intolerant claim if it isn't true. If there are indeed many paths to God and many ways to salvation and many religions that point to heaven and many teachers spread across the millennia and locations of the earth that told the people different ways to God, different ways to eternal life and different ways to heaven, then what the apostles are saying here is indefensible and evil. But if Jesus is indeed the single only way, then what the disciples are saying here is commendable and should be proclaimed from the rooftops. Considering that Jesus himself made this claim more than once, I'd say that's enough for me. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life, and no man comes to the Father except by him, says John 14, 6, says Jesus in John 14, 6. So here is the question for you to ponder. Is Jesus a liar about being the only way? If so, don't follow him liars can't save you. If, on the other hand, he is telling the truth, and he is, then shout it from the mountaintops, because if there is only one way to life, and there is, may we not neglect to tell a world separated from God about the one single only solitary path that leads to life, that of Jesus and his death on the cross and his glorious resurrection. Well, let's end the show with our Bible verse for January, Mark chapter 1. Verse 15, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. One more time. Mark 1, 15, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God has come near. Repent and believe the good news. Well, my friends, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May his grace cover your coming and going. Good day to you and Godspeed.